to another episode of Divine Data. Today I am with Luke Cohen, who is an international speaker, quantum healer, and a hardest amongst many other things. But how are you, Luke? Let's just say hi first. Hi. <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thriving despite the seeming chaos of the world. Mm. Yeah, there's still joy to be found, still creation to be made, for sure. Absolutely. Well, do you want to explain a little bit what quantum healing is to our audience? Because I'm not sure everybody would know what that is. I barely know what it is. Yeah, well, essentially, quantum healing is, from the way that I relate to it, I mean, other people that maybe identify with that may have a different description. But for me, um, it's really addressing the underlying causality of symptoms. It's It's... A lot of times in any kind of modality when it's therapy or if it's if it's um you know holistic healing through nutrition or otherwise often we're dealing with symptomology right we're dealing with okay i have this behavior i don't like or i have this you know this disease that's really challenging my experience or i have this pattern um quantum healing goes to the core energetic source of where that is coming from so a lot of diseases are, are usually have there's an emotional component that is often ignored or we don't realize it's stemming from a trauma from childhood or whatever it is. So quantum healing, we get down to whatever's causing stuff going on and we clear it at a quantum level, meaning we're working with the actual quantum field itself. And the quantum field itself is, is uh, let's just call it part of the backdrop of our reality. It's where things are going on in the invisible first and then take form. And so uh, when we can go on, on the quantum level, we're working with the, we're working with cellular memory. We're working with the soul, the soul aspects of a human being. So it's, it's integrative. It's not skipping any part of us. It's including the full spectrum of who we are from our mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, you know, aspects onto our, to our soul. And when we can get to soul issues, meaning um, something that's big for someone there usually is a little, sometimes even history beyond beyond just this experience in this lifetime. So we can even get into past life healing stuff. We found things that, that go way back and like beliefs that were held even before this lifetime that show up in this lifetime. So when you talk about shifting behavior and shifting uh, symptoms, it's pretty wild what we can find sometimes <laughs> and clear. Yeah. Totally. I mean, right before we started recording, I had expressed to Luke that I've been suffering from a migraine all day. Um, so is what I just experienced part of the quantum healing that you do yeah. as well? Yeah, that was like a microdose. That was like a little drive, little drive-by as we call it. <laughs> well, it was really, it was really incredibly helpful. And I know um, I practice Reiki myself and I guess my understanding, my closest understanding to quantum healing would be distance Reiki. Would you uh-huh. say it's similar to something like that of, of the same idea, at least? In the sense that energy is, doesn't require physical proximity to be moved. So like we're working outside of the linearity of distance, right? And so the quantum field exists everywhere. So when we, when we access it, when we work with an individual soul, we're, we're, we can re- work remotely. 98% of my clients I work with distance. It's all distance healing. 
And these are these are life-changing sessions. These are you know paradigm-shifting sessions, and you have to be open to the fact that you can be healed from a distance to even receive. So, you know the the similarity between something like distance Reiki, whereas Reiki to me is you know it's it's sweet and it's and it's helpful and it it's great when you're actively receiving. Same thing with quantum healing. You have to you have to be really open to receiving in order to get the benefit of it. So. And that's, that's really how it works. Um, so I would say, I guess my feel is that like distance Reiki would be a microdose to the microdose of the quantum healing because the quantum healing goes through like deeper, deeper layers of healing as well. Reiki is channeling life force energy. You're, you're becoming a conduit that's focusing a specific concentration of life force energy, universal healing energy towards someone with through the heart with love love being the thing that's directing that energy so in the same way like as a being that's developed these gifts i'm orienting towards that person with the same love and i'm, ho I'm holding them in a field of unconditional love and i'm tuning in intuitively but I, I work with like a like a pantheon of support let's just put it that way it's not just me channeling universal energy i'm working with you know the with very powerful divine beings let's put it that way and some people think angels are woo woo that's why i don't you know call myself no, an I'm angel not, here or anything i'm like <laughs> feeling your resistance luke and i'm like give me the juice i want to know about the guides and the angels and that's what this this whole thing's about i don't yep i have no rules on this show I'm not, <laughs> totally. I'm not catering to what people want to hear sure I'm, yeah yeah well you know for, for me like it, it, i like to be a bridge from the woo woo into the into the practical. I mean, I've I've gone extremely deep into the multidimensional over the course of my life. You know, I've I've been immersed in deep apprenticeships in plant medicine with with you know elders and medicine carriers, and ventured very deep into the spirit world. And at this stage of my life, I've I've come very much into my human, and so I like to try to translate these things in ways that are not like going to go over some people's heads. So when you start talking about angels and you start talking about spirit guides and ascended masters, it could be, you know, sound a little ungrounded to some people, which is fine, but you know, it's real for me and it's real for my clients and you don't have to believe in it fully. If you trust me, the energy will work and that's, that's what matters. So. I guess my senses and where I've been at recently with seeing the shifts in the world on a global yep. level is that we are going to be moving into a space where what was once known as woo will be normal. And the so woo will be the new. <laughs> no, but like woo will be the normal. Woo, woo yeah. will, it will just is. It just is. Yes. It really has yeah. been. Um, and it's funny because like I have people tell me all the time, like my father, like, oh, I'm more old school than that. I'm like, more old school than what? Like, what? Yeah. this is it. Like, this is yeah, this yeah. has been around all the esoteric information. All the woo has been around since the beginning of creation. Totally. It is, and, and, and in my eyes, it, it is creation. And we've been living in a society that has been created to like bog our like capacities and abilities to all tap into that. And yes. um, so for me, like, yeah, I, I guess I identify with the um, idea of quantum healing as being something similar to Reiki. I'm not, I'm not saying it is because you do what you do and I do what I do, yeah. right? but I still also see it as like, you are using life force energy in your work. I am tapping into the quantum field, even if I'm just channeling this one thing. And I'm still, I also, 
um, invite everybody, especially if there's healers watching this, to be open-minded to the fact that these modalities are all one and the same in, in, uh, in essence. And we're all doing the same thing with the same mission, the same idea, the same goals. Um, and I do want to bring it, I don't, and I appreciate that you want to be that bridge, right? And you want to make it easier. Because I'm like, at this point, like I'm done coddling people. I'm like, I'm a talk. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. talk. <laughs> it's 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 actually a really fun edge for me because you know I ran I ran an online mystery school and and you know was very forward facing uh, as a spiritual teacher and healer with my previous you know identity and brand as a Lokananda uh, and as a Loka I had a Sanskrit name for twelve years and and I was very much forward facing in that high esoteric wisdom keeping you know I've been I've been recognized as a star wisdom carrier by multiple elders. I don't feel guided to lead from that place anymore. There's something that in my shift to Luke Cohen, for those of you that are just meeting me, this is, this is a return to my birth name. And it was a guidance from spirit to lead from my humanity and lead from more in the, in the ordinariness of life. Like, the, like there's miracles in, in connection. And I love all this stuff. I can, I can talk Ascension. I can talk spirit world all day. It's, it's very easy for me, but it's actually been part of my growth edge is to bring it from more of the human to, to ground it as much as possible. So I'm not, I'm not trying to coddle anybody or, or avoid, you know, things. And I agree with you. I think we are moving into a timeline where people, I mean, but the thing is a lot of it in the first stages for a lot of people, it is ungrounding. You know, it's, it's when some people, have medicine for the first time and their crown chakra blows open. They're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and they're like having to kind of integrate transpersonal experiences. And it's, you know, there's, there's gifts and challenges to every spectrum of the work that we can come in connection with. You know, it's, it's, it's a, there's a lot of diversity, but also, you know, commonality as, as you were naming. So. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that experience that you had where, you know, you, um, lived a completely like different life as a different uh, avatar essentially you know, <laughs> being here um and for me i've been on my own path the path whatever path um for a long time and i've met a lot of people who i respect a lot who have who have taken on spiritual names sure. and i mean i'm jewish i i already have a spiritual name i got a hebrew name shoshona rachel i like it <laughs> pretty dope i don't go by it um if i meet a shoshona in this world i'm like you're my sister what's up um <laughs> beyond that like i don't know i just never felt that calling to um change my name and anytime i have it's been very it's, it always sounds like very uh playa name-esque or like totally rainbow star you're like yeah. divine lioness <laughs> like, <laughs> i like them a lot but like i'm samantha rose Papper, and that's my true vibration and i really I believe that like we have to have that balance that tether to both realities um mm -hmm. and, and also like have an understanding that it it's it's all one and the same you know it's like einstein's been was saying back in the day like science and spiritual spirituality are the same They're meant to be the bridge and that's how it was for any ancient culture the sciences were the science of the soul were the 
cosmology of creation. There was no separation of spirit and matter and the objectification of creation. That, that's the severing of the divine feminine out of, out of life. And so, you know, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's integration is really, I think that's what I, you know, if I were to summarize it, I'm really excited about integration for people. I'm excited for them to experience their soul in their body, not blasting off, but coming in fully and inhabiting this avatar consciousness that we are with integration, you know, um, without some of the subtle ways that we can disassociate or bypass a lot of the things that really uh, were meant for us to experience and be in connection with you know, in relationships and in, in the world. Um, it could be in it and not of it. You know, so, uh, a lot of people take spiritual names because it helps when, when you're going through an awakening and you're shifting your identity from your conditioned self, being over-identified with your thoughts, your personality, your ego construct, and you have these powerful revelations and you're like, oh my God, I'm a soul. Mm-hmm. You, it's helpful to take a name to start to shift the identity from personality, ego to soul. And, and that's a lot of the reason why, why people do that. And, and also, you know, within the yogic lineages and other lineages, there's an honoring of that lineage by receiving that name. You're, you're tapping into the stream of consciousness from all those masters that came before that kind of carved out a, a helpful road, roadmap to self-realization. And then it's helpful to, when you, when you come into that vibration of receiving a name in those lineages, that's, it's, it's to kind of honor the, that stream of energy. So definitely has its place, you know, some people still call me Aloka. I'm like, cool, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, Aloka sounds cool. And it also sounds like Luke. <laughs> yeah, so right. Good. Well, Alok, Alok and Luke just both mean the light, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, and, and, and to me, yeah, that feels, so for me, like anytime I ever thought about it, I was like, well, well, what's your, you know, archetype? Who am I? You know, and I'm like, I don't want to walk around being like, I'm Shakti. Because that's a lot. That's a lot to yeah. say. That's a lot. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. Which one do you want me to be today? Like, <laughs> um, but like that, that's, that's a big one. I mean, that's the energy that I felt very connected to, if sure. you will. But I don't want all that responsibility. And I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also have responsibilities here as Samantha Rose Paprin because I was given this skin suit. I was given my set of, you know, issues and traumas and this and then all the experiences for a reason and like it's a gift you know I was I was this opportunity to be here in this iteration of my soul's experiences that it's had um as Samantha Rose Paprin so I want to be here and grounded but I'm also super stoked on the fact that I see this like quickening happening and this Mm -hmm. and I want to be there with like the hot cup of truth and cuddles for the people waking up in the morning. Yeah. Did you have a nice purge? Here's a blankie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go. We got time. To do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's real. You know, the collective is, is definitely being initiated um, in many ways right now. And we all are. I mean, we're living on a triggered planet right now it is every human being I know from the most masterful souls that I've known over the years, everyone is alchemizing some pretty, pretty, pretty big stuff right now. Pretty big stuff. So it's exciting. 
It is really <laughs> exciting. It's, you know, with destruction comes creation kind of vibes right now. And there's so much going on and it feels like there's, there's still more to come and we're, there's still so much. Oh, yeah. But I think that that's such a beautiful, like collective lesson for everybody to lean into is that unknown and the uncertainties. Um, Cause every moment is unknown and uncertain. Yeah, it's, it's a foundational orientation to life. If you're really on the spiritual path, is that you're not, you're not trying to create a fixed belief system or a fixed point of identity. You're really there to build a, a profound relationship to the unknown. And this is why there's so much polarity right now online and all these places, because everyone's gripping to their identity for life. They're literally fighting for their reality to stay the way it's been <laughs> familiar. They're going to get stranded on their islands of certainty in this beautiful big sea of eternity. And I'm out there and swimming with the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what you're doing on that island. <laughs> yeah. I feel out of control, but it's great. <laughs> well, so it is. It's, it's all the feelings that come from the unknown, the out of control, the, you know, when you, when you access stillness and you access that, that sea of eternity or the quantum field for the, you know, first time or, in the early stages, it can be absolutely terrifying for the, for the ego construct because it can feel like you're being, you're dying. You know, it can feel like you're, you know, being uh, uprooted from everything that you thought was real. And, and you know, it's, it's, we're going to see that. We're going to see people gripping really tightly and also people kind of going off the deep end and everything in between. You know, it's, it's going to be all, all spectrums, all flavors of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm seeing, already seeing. Yeah, yeah. so much already in the United States. You're so lucky being where you are right now in Bali. Yeah, really glad life placed me here at this time. This is uh, divinely orchestrated for sure. And My being here is divinely orchestrated as well. I had a house that I could have rented for 12 months in Costa Rica yeah. and mm. there all this lovely stuff and then <laughs> magnetized back to be here and there's been some really beautiful stuff and I've been you know able to be here and stand in integrity with people and and keep beautiful. those around me like still awake and in their flow because there mm. is such a like strong your yeah. energy here yeah. and oh just so much going oh, on. my my heart goes out to a lot of the the light workers in you know healers and stewards um you know that are in cities right now during this time i'm, I'm really like we are all placed exactly where we're meant to be on the grid right now hold, holding this uh paradigm Dual, we're, we're, we're doulas for humanity's consciousness right now. You know, we're there, we're there at these, at these birth gates to stabilize the field out of fear and to love, to stabilize, to, yeah, to embody and exemplify that it can be, you know, it can look different than we were taught and can, you know, you're going to be okay if you're going through ego disillusionment or, you know, it's like, it's, it's a really beautiful process in many ways, despite, you know, some of the real chaos and 
you know, there's some scary stuff going on. I mean, we all even, you know, with all the love and 14 years of experience I have, I have my moments where I'm like, oh my God, what the heck's happening? <laughs> you know, like, wow, it's like really fascist. Uh, like, that's kind of scary. Uh, my ancestors remember what that was like in World War II. And now I get to take self-responsibility for that fear and, and move the epigenetics out of my nervous system if there's another little piece to take. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that we are all exactly where we're supposed to be right now. Um, I'm being called around. It's actually like the seventh house I've lived in since quarantine. Um, really? Yeah. That's kind of intense. You had to move seven times? Or are you like, you don't have rent and so you're like shifting spots? Um, or so I'm like, yeah, I haven't like found home base in a while because I've been nomadic and I, yeah. I okay. my last yeah. home base was the Cayman Islands and oh. um, I certainly don't have a place there anymore. So I was bouncing around um, and I was being brought around places like all over Texas. Um, mm. And now I'm going to California, mm -hmm. uh, which is super interesting because yesterday I looked at my computer or Facebook and it told me that um, 10 years ago, yesterday, I was going to California in 24 days. And yesterday, I was 24 days until I'm leaving for California mm. this year. And my dad cycle. is renting the same house that he rented when I was in university there for 11 months. And he only rented it for 11 months 10 years ago. Trippy. And I'm renting cycle. a college. Yeah, I'm renting yeah. a college like five minutes down the road from him. And it's yeah. like very like random calling i was i was setting up home in a community here in texas i was like looking into buying a yurt i had talked <laughs> to my dog here i was like yeah. this is my new home and then all of a sudden I'm like like you're going there um so i think yeah we're all being drawn exactly where we need to be and it's interesting to still be in motion um while everyone's been sort of asked to stay still yeah the great pause, we've been calling it. The great pause. This is yeah. like the most active my career has ever been. And I moved seven times in four months. I get it. Yeah, I've moved, I moved quite a bit. I moved three times since landing here. Might be moving a fourth time next week. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, digital nomad life has its gifts and its challenges. But I definitely feel a lot of people, myself included, really like hunkering down now. You know, I've talked to people that have traveled a lot and they're like, yeah, we're ready. Let's homestead. Let's, you know, let's buy the land. Let's, let's do the thing that we've been wanting to do, but we were too busy to commit to. So yeah, life is moving us to, into grounding and preparing for the, the full system shift that's going to be coming. For me too, my, 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 one of my biggest whys and passions is to create eco-villages on the, on the planet. It's a big part of where I am oriented and how I got into entrepreneurship and all these things is, is for that mythos, for that narrative of, you know, returning into that balance of, with nature and living symbiotically in community with nature. And, you know, it's just so inspiring to see how many people got that download, you know, just like recently over the last two years of something that I've been holding for since 2008 and people are doing it and it's like happening and everyone's, you know, got their, their little lens to the blueprint of that for their lives. And it's really exciting to see those projects and that sort of mass migration happening. Yeah. Absolutely. There are people, you know, starting their own gardens and learning how to grow their own foods totally. and like doing things that they never really thought they were going to do. And um, even I'm seeing a lot of people like 
getting in touch with mother nature in so many different ways, like and exploring um, plant medicines and stuff. I work with yep. plant medicine and um, to see like that, that community building and people coming out and being able to express like how that's been helping them and helping them connect back to nature and how, you know, humans were meant to always live. Yeah. Um, I truly believe that, especially with how um, the government's been mistreating us and misinforming us, it is up to us um, yep. as, as human beings to take back that sovereignty and that power um, and, and make sure that we're taken care of um, amongst our own communities and with our own people. Yeah, it's interesting that it's, it's for me, it's actually at some point, it's not even a taking back. It's not this fight energy anymore it's just a shift in orientation of like oh wait this is never this was never even there's to take it's just it's just a, you're you arrive in a new state of consciousness where you just stop giving you that power away so you don't need to get it back it's a narrative it's a narrative yep. it's, i've learned recently that like with everything coming out look there's we have we have the pedophilia rings we have everything that's happening in hollywood all of this horrible stuff happening in politics and we have gatekeepers, what people keep calling gatekeepers. And what I see with that is it's just a story. It's just a narrative. Just they've created this gatekeeper, right? They've created this scary, dominant figure that puts people into fear state and like then makes the people offer like their complete and utter fealty yeah. to yeah. those people when we're our biggest gatekeepers. I'm my own biggest gatekeeper. And I am just as limitless as those beings and just as powerful as those beings. And you're right. It's not a fight. And when I say take it back, I, I, I mean, it. you gave it. We gave it. We, we yep. willingly give it away. We claim it. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, because we're in a free will zone, Earth, some of the cosmic laws here, it's, it's wild to me that the, the dark... It's really about deception at the deepest levels, and it's so multidimensional. And when we when we start to realize that and how we get to orient to it, how much it really boils down to us taking self responsibility at, at every level, especially emotionally. And then this is where it gets tricky for a lot of people because we've been conditioned in our world, our Western world. We don't have grieving rituals. We don't have a lot of support around working with the big feels. And the big feels sometimes are karmic. Some of those big feels are, are really, really confronting for people. And that's where reality shifts. I, I, I had a meme come to me and, and I was scraping my tongue this morning. <laughs> Part of my morning ritual. I was like, huh, I was like having this. <laughs> when you change, the world changes. It was just simple. It was just like, oh, cool. I'm making me, you know, I make memes. So when you change, the world changes. And, you know, I was thinking of like this post, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to share that story around, you know, it's raining outside and some person's like, oh, beautiful. Like all the flowers are getting their food today, you know, and someone else is like another rainy day. You know, it's like, it's like that, it's the same thing with these major uh, stuff going on. The things that we label bad, things that we, you know, project our orientation on, in consciousness onto we overlay our mental emotional spiritual orientation onto reality we don't we're not necessarily perceiving it at, at the level that of what why it's functioning that way or what it's for 
And so the biggest deception that actually goes on from the dark is, is the idea that the light is less powerful than the dark and that we're powerless. And any way where we can track that thought form or belief system in, in ourselves or catch ourselves when we go into that space, we get the beautiful gift and opportunity of taking full self-responsibility for our emotional experience, tracking it. And that you might track that emotional experience all the way to a moment where you had your boundaries violated when you were six. And, all, and then when you clear that feeling, all of a sudden you don't feel threatened by that thing anymore, whatever it is. It's when, when we change, the world changes. And it is a quantum ripple. You know, it's when we shift things on that deep multidimensional level, it ripples into creation. Absolutely. And I see that in a big way. I say, heal yourself to heal the world. That's, that's what it is. And, you know, um, I think I inadvertently healed my father in some ways through the quantum fields because it was so interesting. I was um, standing in the kitchen one day and there's a picture of my dad from, you know, the seventies or something like that. I love it. It's a black and white photo of him and his best friend. They're like having a good old time. Beards. Um, I don't even know if he has beards. His friend has a beard, but he has this like big curly like afro. <laughs> and, um, I'm like looking at him, tell my girlfriend, I'm like, oh my god, that's my dad. He's so cool. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I love my dad. He's the man. I get a text from him two minutes later, and he sent me an NPR radio station called Invisibilia, and I was like, I think my dad just sent me some like deep state NPR stuff or something like that I don't <laughs> because he likes CNN a lot <laughs> like um, and I was super confused by it. I was like baffled um and then my dad also like calls me to let me know like a few days later this stubborn man who like didn't believe me when I said that like martial law type effects would be coming into place here in America at some point called me and was like I'm moving to California and I'm not going back to New York until May of 21. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Great. Great. Yeah, I got I'm, the download. <laughs> I, like, I don't have to say anything anymore. I'm just doing yep. me and like healing me. And, and through that, mm. it really is working. Yep. And I see that. And, and my purpose here is to also help usher in generations of people who don't necessarily have to carry that trauma and, a lot of us did that heavy lift heavy lifting already yeah and, and really do we're supposed to cut that cycle we're supposed to end that cycle yeah it's beautiful you know and, and you see like the evangelical version of trying to share truth doesn't really work it just creates a lot of push-pull and you know frustration and and it comes from a good place people want to wake people up so to speak or or you know, help them see, but it's, it's really, it doesn't actually work. <laughs> like, well, that's why I tell you to just talk freely about what you want to on here, because to be completely honest, there's going to be people that are going to come on here and say, ungrounded, unfounded, not research, yeah. bullshit. Fact check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fact check the quantum field. I want to, I want to know, I want evidence for the quantum field. Right. Well, um, yeah. I find it some of that work. Um, <laughs> So, but what I'm trying to say is, is like the people who resonate with it, that hear and feel our vibrations, that are, are seeking this information, they're coming, they're, they're going to be magnetized to it. The right people are going to listen, whether it's five or 5,000 or 5 million, I don't care. 
I know yeah. that this conversation is happening for for those people that are supposed to hear. And even for the people who show some resistance, it's planting seeds because it, it took years. It took years of my dad resisting everything I had to say. Sure. And then me just, all right, I planted the seeds and letting it go. And he decided, he decided to water that yeah. full garden in his subconscious mind. He decided it. So that's it's, what it takes. And it's also that when, when we're not trying to save or fix or change anybody, because we're so deeply rooted in, when I take full responsibility for this one, inhabiting this body for my own reality, then it, it, it yeah, like you're saying, you know, it ripples out. And like, for example, with my, my sister's, you know, someone who's definitely deep in the mainstream narrative is, is you know, um, doesn't believe certain things, you know, she's an awesome human, you know, but she has some, some very fixed orientations and consciousness. The more neutral I am around things, like she can't get defended. She like, she, but she like start to get frustrated and I'll be like, well, you know, that, like, and I'll just, if I don't have charge in my system, then she, she gets out of the fight or flight of needing to defend her reality and then actually becomes receptive. And, you know, I think what, when it comes to relating to the mass consciousness or people that don't necessarily think or feel or perceive reality at the, in, or hold reality in the same way that we do or a similar way, the more that you can allow people to have their process and bring that neutrality, you know, focus on the connection. Like don't focus on convincing anyone, focus on the love between you and that soul. And, through that love, eventually there are going to be, there's going to be beautiful moments of receptivity, like, you know, Sarah sharing, you know, like it's, it's, it's kind of awesome when that happens. You know, I, I was, I was like, I was like, you know, it, it's, it is, it's like everyone that is in their fear or in their fight with life, they need empathy for things that they don't even know that, that they're experiencing. And so if you can hone in and be like, I'm sensing that you're really scared that, by people not wearing their masks, like, you know, this, or, or if you can actually go to like what they're actually upset about and give them empathy, that's what everyone's trying to get. Everyone's just like fighting and scrambling for empathy. And, and I mean, it's, that's it's, what, at the end of the day, that's what we're all fighting for and vying for is yeah. to be held, heard, seen, felt, loved. <laughs> like that's all we want. So like even the really, really bad guys on this planet, like they're just traumatized and, and seeking like love in any way and and sometimes that comes out in a really effed up way you know i it, it's I, I don't know adam roe has similar worldviews on this and I, I i think there are like if we're gonna go full woo i think there are some human beings that have made very dark packs with oh, energies yeah. that i was just, that gonna, it's, I was just it's gonna not, that. yeah yeah <laughs> my mother my mother sold her soul like she's she's not here or loving being it's not like nest like i have people who tell me for years and i'm i'm totally good with talking about this now because it's like there are some people who are even more traumatized by someone saying but that's your mother she has to love you yeah that's not true and that's okay mm. too and it's okay you know like mm. some people are just not okay or good or whatever you want to call it they have made packs and chosen to take that path of darkness um i am i'm just here trying to express that the love vibration that is what we're trying to move into that is what we're all seeking and looking for um, and if everyone were to take a minute to just 
recognize that we're looking for that global unification and to just be seen, heard, and held and felt as human beings come back, coming back to our humanity. Yeah. Saying, bringing yourself back yeah. to the so the, the, the challenging thing for a lot of people is that in order to offer empathy first, it takes the first step of vulnerability. And it's kind of like in certain circumstances, you have this tribal warfare energetic that's been anchored into the collective in certain regions of the world and in, in the epigenetics. And so you have two people, two wounded people facing each other that like no one's willing to put the sword down first. But what would happen if we put the sword down first? And you just said, when you offered that empathy first. Same thing in partnerships. And this is something that I am um, really love this subject and I'm unpacking it because it's in my work with trauma healing and, and, and relationship coaching and stuff. In partnerships, the partner who has their wound up more in that moment, you don't make them wrong. You don't try to fix them. It doesn't work. You have empathy for their experience. Um, you, you feel them and you bring yourself into enough, enough presence to actually feel them. And so this is, you know, this is applicable, not just to these really deeply systemic, sensitive, multi-layered, traumatic things that are up for people right now, but it's also really applicable in our, in our most interpersonal relationships, this piece around empathy. And then, I'm seeing that the, the invitation for people to step into vulnerability right now, that when we lead from that place, it's de, it's de-armoring, it's disarming. Like look at that one woman that was in Portland went out completely naked, just channeling the divine mother. They didn't know what to do. They were like, Oh my God, like run. <laughs> Love, ah! You know, it's like, you know, some people can't even receive the empathy too. It's like, it's, it's going to, it's going to feel even more threatening because it dismantles the, how the identity merged with the defense, how we protect ourselves at some point becomes part of our identity unless we're willing, consciously willing to, to, to de-armor, to dismantle those defense strategies of how we survived our reality from childhood onward. And so everyone's stuff's being triggered all over the world, all those mechanisms, all the, all the genetic, epigenetic trauma, all of it's up. It's all up for me. We're living on a triggered planet because it, it's life actually, it's actually love and life trying to purge this out of the field and it has to come up and be brought into connection. Trauma can't, trauma, it's very hard. I'm not gonna say can't. Trauma is very, it's very difficult to, to hear trauma in a vacuum. It takes connection in the light of awareness and the light of connection to resolve it. And so when, yeah, you're saying this, this need to be seen, heard, felt, um, people are going to act out unconsciously to get it. And I think the, the beautiful piece about what's happening with black lives and with, with race and, and systems of oppression is that it's a through line into empathy for like, if we talk about oneness and coming back, it's actually, it's actually an invitation to come into connection and feel other, feel the other. If you haven't been oppressed, if you have, if you have privilege, all these things, to actually come into the felt and lived experience of someone else and, and be willing to, to take that first step of dropping the defense and being vulnerable enough to lead from that place. It's really powerful what can happen. And this is, a, if we can start to practice this as a culture around any issue, around COVID, around, you know, any of these things and just like lead with empathy, lead with vulnerability first and as an experiment and see what happens, you know? <laughs> 
Uh, I think I think what I worry about the most is that <clears throat> while protesting um, does make change um, and all of that, and I don't think that we shouldn't. Um, and I also agree that you know expressing your anger is important. Emotionality is important part of the human experience. Um, I just feel deep down that it's we're still not fighting the right people, you know, not that we have to fight like, and it's not fight. I want to express my empathy. I want to kill him with kindness kind of a thing. I want to come from that place of, Hey, we're humans. We're all humans. And we all deserve to have privilege and we all deserve to take up as much space as we want to. And there's enough space on the planet to do so. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mm. How do we come together and really truly unify so that the 99% can recognize the math is there. 99% is bigger than 1%. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way either. There doesn't even have to be this 1%. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a whole thing. And I know it's not going to be an overnight change, but like for me, I'm just itching to find this, this true path to unification. How do we really go there? How do we really take, and I think we're getting there. I think we're doing it. And I yeah. think we got the opportunity to do so with COVID. Um, but, and, and now all of, you know, all of our favorite Hollywood actors and that's, that's global as well. They're, they're globally known. Um, how are we all going to deal and cope together globally as, uh, as these traumas and PTSD from these traumas come about? Um, we do it in connection in small groups. We do it one-on-one. -on -one. We do it in person. We do it in relationship because all of the meta narrative stuff of wanting to do it for society or for a large group of people, it's, it's, it can miss, it can miss the, the invitations that are right in front of us, right in our immediate circles, right in our, our own backyard, so to speak. And that's, that's where, you know, that's where it needs to start. You know, when we, when we, when we do that work in small groups, just like, you know, like you were saying, when you heal yourself, it ripples out into the creation. Same thing with small groups. A lot of times when you get in these small groups and someone's holding a trauma or someone's processing from something from the collective and it's met in connection and it brings a light of connection, support and empathy to it, that same thing, you're healing yourself, you're healing the world, healing the world so it ripples out. And so the, the gift of COVID from my perspective in, is in going really deep with the people that are your team right now. Like who's placed in your field, who's placed in your proximity, who's on your grid, go deeper with them. Go deeper with the people around you. It is in connection that we, we can heal these things and form deeper coherence, deeper shared reality together. So as we, for, we, we, we unpack these big things in connection, all of a sudden we're all like seeing the same thing and then you start to recognize that pattern and, and more and more people, because there is a divide and conquer strategy, absolutely. And we are, we are fighting a dying system. And, it, you know, Bucky, you know, Buckmaster Fuller said, you know, you, you don't, you don't win fighting an, uh, a dying system, you build something even more epic and it renders the old obsolete, you know? And I think that that, 
you know, there is an awareness of like, maybe we could like direct this energy in a more productive way, but it has to, it just has to play out. And for the people that are doing new system stuff and creating the new economies and the second internets and, you know, all the crypto, whatever, like whatever the solutions are, you know, that's, that's happening and it's been happening and, and, and there'll be a migration into that culture. But right now we're in that messy stage of the ascension where, and, and a lot of spiritual people are going to go through a messiness that's, bigger than their personality. They're going to, they're going to get to some messy places that they can't control. They can't, you know, try to steer with love and light and certain things. And they're just going to have to live through the rage, the anger, the grief, the, the abandonment, whatever, you know, and, and, and live through, wow, wait, actually the spiritual path is messy sometimes. And it doesn't look the way that I've constructed in my perfect yogic, you know, projection around enlightenment. And, and so, <laughs> like this is what's no happening how, no matter how evolved you think you are and far along you think you are on this path like you can still get hit by some curve balls and I we stay humble i think that that's like the biggest part of it is like i had a friend who recently went through a pretty big, big awakening and she came to me on her knees and said teach me everything you know and i was like all I know is I know nothing. The more I learn, the more I, learn. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm just happy to see you here. Mm. I love yeah. you. And like, hang out with me. That's how you'll learn from me. But yeah. you got to learn, baby. Like, you're going to remember it's your journey. <laughs> you know, like, I can't just teach you everything I know. And there are things I can teach. And you know, passed down to people for sure. But it's, it's just such an interesting journey that we're on. And it's so interesting to see people who I used to, um, I'll say the words idolize. And I've mm. been stepping into my power, finding myself in the same spaces as them and, and finding myself meeting with their egos more so than with them and their mission and this unified anything because they're recognizing that everything that they've been preaching for so long and hoping that people would step into is happening and now they're not the only ones out there doing it and it that should be so exciting and yeah, i've been meeting kind of threatening yeah, yeah, like <laughs> the spiritual elitism like coming out like i've had people tell me i won't have an interview with you or speak with you unless you have 10,000 followers or more. I was like, baby, did you, did you start somewhere? Were, were you just as powerful then? Like, did you feel that you had such a big, cause we all do. And it's, it's really scary to see that there are some people in leadership right now who are, are, you know, and I don't want to say the word scary because I understand it. I have compassion for it, but they're the ones that are out there that have, have that, like um uh their tentacles out to the masses in a way you know yeah a lot of us feel like they're they can misrepresent the movement because they're not integrated and or whatever you know it's it's uh instagram all these things are it's like a popularity contest in some ways it doesn't it doesn't accredit you know it doesn't just because you have 100k followers doesn't mean you've done the work by any means and and for for people that are really committed and and wanting to build community at a, a very authentic level and not just build followers. And, you know, I, I had, I had a series of experiences with one of my mentors where 
you know, we kind of went, we went through a, a dual initiation of graduation into, into camaraderie and into uh, fellowship where, you know, I, I, he was going through a crisis and I, I actually did a series of sessions, sessions for him and it was very humbling for him to, and beautiful and healing for him to allow me in to support him. And this was at a juncture in my journey where it was like, this is a person that was, you know, walking me through some of my deepest stuff and deepest initiations for, you know, a period. And we, we've been connected now 11 years at this point, which is a beautiful foundation, you know, so I'm one, I'm one of his closest allies at now, but there was a, there was a tipping point where it was like, we're popping the guru, disciple, mentor, devotee, coach, healer, like all the stickiness of the positioning was getting dismantled simultaneously. And so when I, when I, you know, was running my coaching business and healing practice at a very, like I said, more forward facing level, I made kind of a vow of spirit that I wouldn't let people give their power away, or I wouldn't, you know, try to re-enroll them and play that whole game and like actually like commit to graduating people as quickly as possible. And unfortunately, a lot of the pedestooling and you know we're seeing it with Nako you know his his whole bubble just got popped and all these people going through disillusionment there's going to be more of that so like when I when I see that and I see the like you know ascension expert who's maybe done a fraction of the shot work that I've done like you know getting this massive reach I'm like cool you know that's going to be a really fun ego death you know for you and when you know or who knows how, how long these platforms are going to last if everything's getting censored and things are moving do we even want to stay on these things and just do the high school, you know, we all have a message, you know, we all have a lot of medicine to share. And so I think that, you know, I, I had a joke about like, you know, post post systems collapse, we're all around the campfire and like, like who wants to share next? And like Steve said, he's like, I used to have a 200K following on Instagram and I woke up looking at my phone, but there was nothing there, you know, like, like, like post, post collapse, you know. What, what really matters, you know, it's like, if we're going to build authentic community, we need to, we need to get grounded in the sacred equality of all being on a journey. And Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was joined in on this like cosmic council, which like for me, I know that our cosmic council, I don't need to pay to be in. I don't, I, I mean like pay, what's your definition of paying, but I don't need to pay some monetary value to be a part of it. But I did, I ended up paying to be part of this here grounded on earth cosmic council. And when I got on, I realized we weren't council members. We were there to listen to people talk and it was just two people leading it. And the rest of us were just sat there and the people who did speak ended up being like, I've just been your biggest fan for so long. And I was like, Oh, this is it. This is ego stroking council. Like, I don't want to yeah. be here. I want, I thought we were going to like. Actually council. Council means exchange ideas and unpack shit together. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought that we were like light workers being magnetized to this one space. It was going to be one of those like very synchronistic moments, which most of my life has been. But then I realized that the reason I was there was to kind of, disillusioned some of the people there because at one point I ended up saying it and was just like I paid way too much money to be here and to not be a council member of something that's called a council and 
the people even offered to like talk to me after they gave me their personal cell phone numbers to call them. They were like, thank you for bringing it up. We're trying to dissolve the hierarchical structure. We're trying, we're try we want to speak to you. And when I reached out to them, Luke, their response was, thanks for reaching out. I don't really have time to offer you coaching right now. <laughs> I was like, there's, there's oh. shadow to both sides there, you know, for those of us that are running multiple businesses and have clients that we're holding space for, there is, there is a healthy version of setting boundaries. And then there's also the positioning bullshit status, superiority, whatever, you know, there's, there's, there's both, you know, there's, there, and there's spectrums between them. And I, and I think that there's, there is space to come into learning and be, be going through initiations by people that have more experience that have, survived some things and gone through something that maybe may have some perspective for someone's process. But I think that we can do better. All of us. I think we can do all do a lot better to, to, I want to see more coaches and healers step out of some of the grandiosity and into the human, their humanity. Like, this is why, like I said, I've been guided to lead from that place and not because I've, I've been the, guru dude in other life. I know, I know how to do that. It's, it's easier. It's a lot easier actually than, than take the mask off and, and be, Hey, I'm in my process too. This is where I struggle and this is where I get support. And this is where I, these are the wounds that I still have to sit with and nurture and meet and, and be with. And, you know, and not, you know, not trying to maintain a role because it's a lot of it's survival bullshit anyway. It's just like all this, like the fact that there's all this status and, other stuff that's seeped into the spiritual movement is just, it's just, it's false light. It's just false light. It's not, it's not integrated and, and it, it's all going to reveal itself. And there's going to be a lot of disillusionment. There's going to be a lot of people going through bigger healing as a result of it. But it is, like you said, it's, it's all coming back to the reclamation of power, you know, of like you at the end of the day, got to stand on your own two feet and we all need support. We're all walking each other home and we're all part of a, a larger awakening that's bigger than anyone's personality or any one, one person's consciousness. And we all have a role to play and it's fine. Some of us are older souls. Some of us are teacher soul, whatever, you know, that's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't have to mean you don't judge someone in kindergarten for being in kindergarten, you know, like shame you kid, like shame on you for being in kindergarten, <laughs> you know, and it's also like kind of inappropriate for someone at a college level to even coach kindergarten, you know, it's like, so like we all get our relative orientation of who we're meant to support. It's actually divine contract. And when we stop trying to control it and manipulate or do any of it, you allow life to happen. You're going to find your perfect clients. You're going to find the perfect guides, whatever. It's, 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 it doesn't require all this effort from, from the ego construct to, to try to make something happen. Totally. And I think that that's something that I, I love about this whole journey. Um, is is the reclamation of your power journey is because eventually you realize oh my god i am equal to all of those people i've ever like looked up to in any way it's because you're recognizing something within them that you know exists within you yeah. that you're ready to to reclaim and bring back into your own expression so that's yeah. that's the only reason why you can recognize and appreciate it in others and that's why we have our idols and all of that and i really want people to recognize that when i say i'm a healer i'm not saying i am healing you i'm saying that i'm like offering you an energy yeah through reiki offering you an energy that's channeled through me sure yeah also offering you the tools 
to remember your own healing powers and yeah. to come back to your own healing. I'm there, I, like you said, walking each other home. I'm just there holding someone's hand because I took that path. I walked it. I know some stuff. I know some like road marks they could could like stop at and understand yeah. where they're at. But like, I can't actually walk them there. I can't move their body. I can't. You can accompany them. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We, you know, like, so I say any, any client that, that I really work with long-term is like, Hey, I'm just, I'm here to ultimately just accompany you in some spaces that you didn't know you were resisting or, you know, you have you, right now you're navigating a, a dark hallway with a lighter. I'm here to bring like a torch and give you the torch. You're, I'm passing you the torch. <laughs> you're going to go to, I just want to give you a little more light to navigate the, the dark shit with and, look out for that and maybe might want to go a little more left, a little more right, but Hey, it's just a suggestion, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful process ultimately that we're all in. And, and there's a sacred, like I said, there's a sacred contract to it. When the, the people that were really meant to support show up, show up at the door. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to NLP sales funnel people that you're really, whose souls you're really genuinely meant to support. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah, I can't do clickbait. I can't. I try. I'm really good at writing. Like, I'm really good at writing. And I cannot write clickbait for the life of me because it's not, it's not real. It's, yeah. it's not coming from that place of love and joy. And I know that, like I said, the people who are supposed to hear it, feel it, are going to be magnetized to it. Um, totally. Well, wow. Thank you so much, Luke. I wanted to just offer you a minute to say where people can find you, what you're offering right now, and then we'll wrap this up. Sure. Yeah. I love, I love where the conversation went today. So many things we could talk about. Um, yeah. Essentially um, Instagram is one of, uh, <laughs> sorry, we're talking about Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Luke Khan. No. <laughs> Make sure you like and follow. But no, I have a lot of content on there that's um, sharing like kind of like a lot of inspiration and, and just, yeah, like poetry, all types of stuff. That I just, just really there to inspire people on this journey to, to keep going and to get some little boosters, little, little booster packs, you know, for the, for the next mile. And, um, you know, I have a, I have a online course that I'm doing with uh, Kevin Aris and Dan Regan. Kevin's an amazing uh, dear brother of mine, as well as Dan, who's uh, one of the premier gene key experts on the planet. And we're offering an eight weeks men's course. So we're doing an online men's container. That's, that's just went live and that starts in about a month. I don't know when this is going to be going, but yeah, I, I, I see people, I do, I still do one-off sessions um, with quantum healing, helping people make pretty big leaps in their realities. And um, and also do a lot of music, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, at Luke Cohen, L-U-K-E, and it's Cohen with a K, not a C, K-O-H-E-N. Same thing with the website, same thing with Facebook, so. Perfect. I'll put all of your links in the description. I want to just say thank you for, you know, leading authentically. Thank you for being on this path of servitude and, you know, having done so for so long and being such a remarkable person here on this planet. I don't even know if you a person, but yeah, sure. <laughs> You're definitely more than that. You're more dynamic than just some human, but thank you so much love for you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>